0: Hey, all you Arizona lovers. This is the Finding Arizona podcast, episode number 252. I am your host, Jose. Thank you so much for listening. Today's episode is with lead trainer, Parker Condit, of Motobio. It's very interesting for this episode because it's combining two things that I'm very fascinated, technology and physical activity. It is very interesting because what they do over there at Motobio is combine the two and give you an elite staff of, um, you know, nutritionists, elite trainers, uh, doctors to combine all of that together and give you the best body that you need so I encourage you guys to go check out all of MotoBio's links down below uh, that'll lead us into our business you can hear every episode of Finding Arizona podcast at our website podcast.com. there you have two places to go check out the newsletter is a little bit more of the official side going on with the podcast so you get to know what's coming up next what's going on in the community and the blog is a little bit more of the personal side of Brittany and I you get to learn what we're about, what we're loving, what we're doing with our lives. And on top of that, we are both uh, first-time parents. So you get to learn a little bit of what's going on with that. So that'll also lead us into our social media. You can hear all of the, uh, all of the podcasts at our website, but you can also link up to us through our social media under Finding Arizona Podcast. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all available to you, and let us know who you want to come in next. We are an open door policy. And then on top of that, if you'd like to go become a super fan, you can go over to patreon.com slash finding Arizona podcast. We will put you up there because there is the extra bonus content, and you can sign up for one of the tiers that helps support us. And there you will also check out our very extra bonus content podcast called Fine Examination. 50 questions where we fill up with fun with our guests of the week and I, very much enjoyed doing it with uh Parker there. He had very interesting answers. So go over to patreoncom slash in a podcast to hear that episode. And last but not least is my favorite part of the intro that is the community corkboard and that's letting you know what's going on around the area of the valley. And I really only have one for you because there's a lot of stuff that's still kind of up in the air because of the pandemic, but this one seems like it's going to be a good one because it's out the open and it's over at the my favorite place the desert botanical gardens and that is taking place every friday from i believe it's starting august uh, 7th so it's already starting and you can go every friday and they'll have a um sippin it's called sippin sonoran sonoran sippin sorry and you can every friday they'll have different alcoholic beverage as a theme and you can go walk around the uh desert botanical gardens so august 7th last weekend was uh wine night the weekend before that was beer night So the upcoming one, which was yesterday, was uh, Margarita Night and Mascal Carreño. Uh, The next weekend, the Friday the 28th, is a wine night again. And then September 11th will be beer night. So I encourage you guys to go check out the the Desert Botanical Garden. It's very beautiful. It's very much um, the landscape of the desert. And it is a wonderful place to give back to the community because the Desert Botanical Gardens really encourages um, growth of vegetation of natural desert landscape and I really enjoyed that. So that ends our community corkboard. If you have something that you want to highlight or you just want something, shouted out. Send us a line over at podcast at gmail.com There we'll set you up with an announcement just like the previous thing you just heard and that ends our community corkboard and that ends our intro. Thank you again for listening to me. I very much am very excited for upcoming things coming up. I actually just participated in a podcast Zoom call with a bunch of podcasters throughout the Arizona area. And I'm excited because what we've planned is to do some very interesting behind the scenes stuff, but I'm very excited to share that with you later down the road. So heads up for that. And that will lead us into our episode number 252. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you Parker Condit and I will see you on the next one. What is it you do and why do you do it? Here at Finding Arizona Podcasts, we love to showcase that and so do our friends at Every Impression Counts. They offer free strategy consultations so you can envision the possibilities for your business or idea such as websites, social media management, paid advertising like the top of Google along with advertising on Facebook, Instagram, Snap, video production, photography, podcasting, SEO, blogging, analytics, and so much more. In today's world, it's never been so cost effective to produce and distribute content with the tools that you have at your disposal. If you've ever thought, what if, just have a convo with my friends at Every Impression Counts. You can find them at EIC.agency or check out what they're up to by following them on Instagram and Facebook at Every Impression Counts and tell them Finding Arizona Podcast sent you.
1: Every year, 23 and a half million people go undiagnosed from a sleeping disorder. This includes military veterans and our first responders. Sleep labs and services can cost $3,500 with insurance and take two and a half months on average to complete. If only there was a company that could make the process of being diagnosed more affordable, more comfortable, and more convenient for all. There is. Introducing Made Sleep Services, an online-based platform
0: that educates, treats, and coaches patients. The process costs $350 for a
1: telemed consultation, an expedited delivery of a home unit, a final telemed consultation, treatment options, and prescriptions. In less than two weeks, you'll be on your way to better sleep. Visit them today at TailorMadesleep.com.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Finding Arizona podcast. I am your host, Jose. As always, we bring in someone very special every week, and today is no different. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce to you, uh, he is the lead trainer over at Moto Bio. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the microphone, Parker. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, absolutely, man. I love when people shout, like want to come on the show. That, that makes my job a lot easier. I can, I can imagine, right? <laughs> yeah, and uh, so first off, you have something really cool that you do, but I want to kind of, you know, kind of get to know you a little bit and just kind of pull some you stuff out. Build of the history a little build bit. Build the history. Yeah. So take us through the origin story of yourself, Parker, and how you came to be such a physical, you know, doing the physical activities and doing the training and things like that. Lead us up to where you would just about to start Motobio.
1: Sure. Well, before we came on, we were just talking about being from the East Coast. Yeah. So I, uh, I grew up in New Jersey, which um, a beautiful area. It's like you were saying, it's so different from here, mm-hmm. but you got to love the lack of humidity.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I do. I uh, do. Yeah.
1: It's such a pleasure. Um, so I grew up in New Jersey. Then I ended up going to school in New Hampshire. Um, most people were like, oh, exercise physiology. I'm like, no, air traffic control. Actually,
0: <laughs> that was the other thing I wanted to ask you. Where did that go? Like, where did that come from? Why I choose that one?
1: Uh, so you would think. So like I grew up playing sports and then I was, I was already accepted into a few schools for mm. like exercise physiology, kinesiology, something along those lines, yeah. you know, something that would make sense. And then I met an air traffic controller and, you know, being a 17 year old, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, like not a ton of guidance. She's like, hey, just come in, check out my job. And I was like, oh, this is like really interesting, you know, to like, don't let the dots touch on the screen. Exactly. And, you know, she's like, I make a ton of money. I'm going to retire in 25 years. I'm like, those things sound appealing. (laughs) Does she tell you about the stress aspect to this job? (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, like there's stress with any job. And like, that's what, you know, kind of spending four years studying in college. Mm -hmm. That's what a lot of professors like. Yeah, there are stressful moments, but you don't find a job that doesn't have stressful moments. True. Like higher consequences, but. You know,
0: yeah, still so str- there's there's still amount of stress to every pr- profession.
1: Yeah, there's still like a lot of our day. It's just you kind of just tick along like you're doing your job like anyone else does. <laughs> yeah. But again, it's just a higher consequences. So I kind of asked her, I was like, well, how do I do this? She's like, go to this school. Mm-hmm. And like over a weekend, like I changed the school I was going to. Nice. Okay. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> well, now that you know where I am, like, well, it didn't <laughs> turn out well, obviously. Um, I wanted to ask you, though, because, you know,
0: you are. You are one of a crew of, like, a small group over there at the Mm Motobio, and it's just, like, it all seemed like you guys all have, like, different backgrounds, and it's just really cool to kind of see, you know, your development.
1: We do. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty eclectic, so I'll kind of cut that story short. Like, I was not interested in doing air traffic control, (laughs) so I kind of got out of that, um, ended up getting into sales and marketing back in New Jersey, New York area. Yeah. That was a little bit overwhelming for me, being like an introvert. Oh, uh, um, OK. So then I moved to Colorado into a cabin in the woods, which was like much better for me. <laughs> you
0: were in heaven there, weren't you? Yeah, I, did, I needed
1: like a mental reset. And then okay. once I got to Colorado, I was like, I probably need a job, right? Yeah. Um, so I started like I picked up like a personal training, like certification book. Uh-huh. And I was like flipping through. I was like, I already know quite a bit of this. Nice. I was like, so I kind of got into it there. I happen to get, like run into two really good mentors who just happen to work in the same area I was. Okay. Um, so you know, good mentors help accelerate everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I spent about two years in Colorado. And then I wanted to get into a bigger market. And Scottsdale, Phoenix, if you're kind of not in the training industry, you might not know this, but it's a great training area Mm -hmm. out here just because you can train year round. Yeah. But a lot of the top facilities are out here, which is nice. So that was very appealing to me. I
0: mean, yeah, like you said, the the training is year round. And then on top of that, you just have a a wide variety of people out in Scottsdale area that want the kind of specific training. And Mm -hmm. also it's just like athletes and other like other people that live here. Um, During winter months and stuff like that Just Mm -hmm. like I can imagine just eclectic people all the way around just wanting training and things like that
1: Yeah, that's one of the fun things about being out here in that you have like half of the baseball teams Mm -hmm. Are kind of stationed out here spring training Uh, one of the biggest golf areas. Yep So you have ton of pros ton of amateurs Mm -hmm. and then you also get seasonal people. Yep so kind of like the amount of people you might see in a given year is way more than you get in like a small town where mm-hmm. it's like, here are my 15 clients. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's you three times <laughs> a week. So it's like it's, it's really fun and engaging to just be constantly working with different types of people out here. Yeah.
0: And I'm uh, so does the introvertness help you with the kind of like the one on one aspect
1: Yeah. Like there's a reason I do one on one. And like I've done like small group training, like groups of six to eight. Yeah. But there's a reason I don't teach classes of 40 (laughs) or 50. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely get that.
0: And no, I mean, like I'm ai know that I'm an extrovert through and through. And so I just I always try my best to kind of I'm more willing to understand introverts just because of what I do and why I why I do it. It's just I'm so intrigued though that are we kind of
1: like fascinating animals to you
0: (laughs) (laughs) well no not just fascinating but it's just like i understand that you guys emotionally are just so much more intact and then you know understanding that level and i just i wish i could do that more so i I, a lot of the times i ask my wife it's like are you okay like are you like i want to understand that level because she is very good at feeling and knowing what others are feeling i am kind of a little bit lacking
1: do you kind of need to like just talk it through yeah Be like exactly. i need to verbally hear it. yeah exactly gotcha yeah
0: um so now how did leading up to moto bio like how did that come into come into your life
1: um so yeah like you mentioned we're all sort of interconnected but from very different backgrounds yeah um so let's see the owner of the company and our lead tech engineer yeah i used to train both of them okay and then our physical therapist, I used to work with him at our old job as well. Nice. And he trained the owner's other son, who's a golfer. <laughs> and then our medical doctor and our nutritionist and GM, yeah. uh, they're married. But the they're, or, let's see, our medical doctor's father is r- like best friends with our owner.
0: Oh, OK. This is like such a web of people that are yeah. kind of like, won't, like. In the in the sense that you guys, you know, come from different backgrounds. Because I have to say, just reading your guys' LinkedIn, like a, everyone's bio kind of sort of thing was just like... Crazy amount of like world travelers to, you know, East Coasters. And I was like, mm-hmm. how did all these people come together? And I'm thankful that you, you know, the web that is the whole group.
1: Yeah. So our, our medical doctor, he just, he moved out here from uh, Philadelphia. So yeah. he came out here for this job because it's, he was working, I don't want to speak for him, but he's not here. So I'm going to. Um, <laughs> so he was working in like an emergency room setting oh. and kind of getting frustrated. Like a lot of us kind of came from the fact that we we're all sort of frustrated with our current situations mm-hmm. and, this opportunity sort of offered us the opportunity to do everything that we want to. Yeah. So in like an ER setting, um, you know, he's like, I'm dealing with gunshot wounds. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm not doing a lot of like optimizing health and actually making people healthier. Yeah. So he wanted to be able to do that. And like a small private setting offered you that opportunity. So,
0: I mean, all of you guys come together and now that we're talking about Motobio, I want to ask you, can you give us a little bit of the pitch of like, what it is and you know what people get benefits from it
1: yeah sure so we basically when we were trying to come up with a product offering we were looking at like what are all the levers that you can pull Mm -hmm. when it comes to health and performance Um, and we decided that there are eight of them and we built a business around something that we can pull like six or seven of those levers on okay so if you're looking at so it's like nutrition uh, exercise physiology, sleep physiology, distress management, kind of like breath work or okay. just how well you manage stress, yeah. um, hormones and the endocrine system, supplementation, and then drugs, which we don't do. So we mm-hmm. don't do anything at this, at the prescription level. Prescription, okay. And then you can also look at kind of surgery as another one, which we don't do. Okay. And then I guess the last one would also be, um, kind of bad habits, like, yeah. like detrimental behavioral habits. Gotcha. Another one we don't directly address, but. You kind of through the ones that we do deal with, we uh, we try to get people out of bad habits. <laughs> so
0: you guys are um, a a kind of one stop shop for, you know, like you said, optimizing mm-hmm. health. And, you know, I'm very intrigued because you guys on the Web page from what I was reading, you guys provide all of this different um, like how it goes about is I'll let you kind of explain the steps. But from my aspect is just one part assessment, one part. You know, um, working on your you know actual training that is personalized, mm-hmm. and then you do a review, or do you do something afterwards after you know training and things like that?
1: Yeah. So if you think about like the uh, traditional medical model, you probably see a doctor like what once a year. Mm-hmm. So that that's a really narrow snapshot in time. Yeah. Right. And a lot can happen in between. Yeah. So that's we're trying to create a movie. Out of, and everyone else is like looking at just single images. Yeah. So our feedback loop ideally is a lot faster. Gotcha. So, yeah, we bring people in, we put them through a really comprehensive evaluation where you see the medical doctor, full physical, um, blood work. Uh, we get a lot of the basic panels that any primary care physician would get, Mm -hmm. but then we also look at, um, like food allergy testing. If that's something you're interested in or genetic testing, if there's kind of, you're kind of been dealing with some issues and other things you haven't been able to figure out could be a genetic issue. Mm -hmm. So the blood work's not always the same. It depends on what you're going to be looking for. And then you also go and see the physical therapist. He's going to get a really good idea of how, like what your body's capable of doing from a movement standpoint. Gotcha. And I work with him really closely. Um, So I understand, like, based on your current movement kind of options, I'll be able to create some good exercises to figure out like that are going to fit within your movement options. That's
0: good. That's good. And, you know, the level of detail that you guys go into is just I mean, it's such a vital piece of what you guys collect. And so that Mm -hmm. is so fascinating to me because for you in particular, you get to deal with the actual like putting on the actual wear that, um, tracks their movement and tracks the data that needs to be collected. Are you, are you excited every time you have to strap someone up to like the monitor and like,
1: yeah, yeah. We have a lot of, um, we have a lot of good technology that we're utilizing. Mm-hmm. Like it, this won't come across an audio, but I'm wearing two different, uh, wearable trackers on my wrist and, and one on my finger. <laughs> oh, on your finger too. Yeah. So this is also a wearable oh, device.
0: Nice. Yeah. So we currently have like a, like,
1: um, It's like a licensing agreement with Aura Ring, Mm -hmm. so this is how we track people, kind of when they're not with us. Ah. So this tracks sleep and daily activity and sort of stress levels and how well you're recovering, things like that. So again, like even when you're not with us, we can get feedback on, Mm -hmm. be like, maybe that workout was too hard and it took you two and a half days to really recover. Mm -hmm. Like I know to dial it back next time. Gotcha. So our feedback loop is extremely quick, and so. Nice. So within like a month or so, we can get a really good idea of like, this is the amount of stress we need to apply to you when you're in here.
0: Now, do you personally choose to do all three or is that something that's required for, you know, every individual who comes into, it's a good idea to have all three. Cause I love, I, can you at least also tell me about the whoop? Cause I've been interested in getting a whoop myself.
1: Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, no, you definitely don't need to wear all three. It's <laughs> believe me, it's definitely excessive. Um, so like Aura Ring and Whoop, they both claim to be really good at monitoring sleep. Yeah. Um, they've all d- they've both done their independent validation studies, mm-hmm. um, but unfortunately they didn't do a validation study against each other. Huh. Because, like, you know, who who would pay for that? Exactly.
0: Right. Like, Um, which one of the companies is going to shell out the money for that? Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. So I'm I'm wearing both one because, like, I kind of got the ring through work and I already had the whoop. So I was like, well, I'll just keep paying for this one. I'd like to see the data side by side. Yeah. And I've been tracking it for a few months. Um,
0: Can you give us a little insight on what you prefer?
1: Um I prefer the Aura ring because it's smaller. Okay. And I'm more likely to wear it to bed. Okay. I'm yeah. just like kind of like a child with anything on my wrist. I'm just like very fidgety and I just play with it all yeah. the time. So now that I have two, it's like, mm, it's not great. <laughs> yeah. Um but I think I think the Whoop is really good overall. Okay. So the Aura Ring is not a fitness tracker.
0: Gotcha. Nor does
1: it claim to be. Okay. Um, but the That's whoop is really good. At, like if you want something that does everything, the whoop's pretty good. Good. Okay. Um, but it doesn't it doesn't do anything exceptionally well.
0: Gotcha. It's like uh like a B plus on like the overall scale.
1: Yeah, B, B plus. Okay. Uh, gotcha. But like Aura Ring's really good at sleep, but yeah. they don't and they also happen to track, you know, like you can add a workout. Gotcha. Um, and then like the Garmin Watch I have. Phenomenal for workouts they also happen to track sleep. I had this, <laughs> I had this for four years before I knew a track sleep. So clearly like that's not their market. There's not their market. That's yeah. so
0: fascinating. That's like all of these aspects of like the digital piece that is like one part, like they're really exceptional at, or that's what their clientele is looking for. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of see the lacking part like, Oh, we just threw this in just to kind of say that we have it.
1: Yeah. It's like they track your steps just because, you know, <laughs> it, it's not that hard to put an accelerometer in here. Exactly. So they're like, here's an extra of data, but like they're their sleep monitoring is very good. Yeah.
0: What have you learned from kind of the overall, like having all three in the the months that have you like about your sleep and about your own physical activity?
1: Uh, so the most interesting stuff for me is like, it's called HRV. Mm-hmm. So it's heart rate variability. Okay. And that's actually like, say your heart is beating 60 beats per, per minute, so it's like one beat per second. Okay. But it's not really one second. Sometimes it's like 940 milliseconds, sometimes 980 oh. milliseconds. So the difference between those beats, that's what HRV is. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and the higher it is, ideally at night, the more the more re- you're actually resting and kind of mm-hmm. down-regulating. Okay. And that's what you want.
0: What and So all of this is just really like bits and pieces that you guys are collecting uh, to help you guys with your individual clients to beneficial benefit their health and wellness and also kind of hone in the specialty of what individual characters need for, you know, getting better and healthier
1: yeah so kind of going back to what i said about um all like this business sort of being built out of like a frustration of a bunch of individual pr- practitioners um like as a personal trainer you can only do so much we just have a lot more options of attacking or like a lot more strategies available to us because to, you have the data yeah we have the data and then like as a trainer i can't really get get anyone's blood work yeah you know like I'm n- <laughs> i'm never going to know that information like some clients are comfortable enough like going over that with me yeah but even then like uh, the relationship of a personal trainer to somebody's primary care physician, it's always going to be one sided just because yeah. of the hierarchy of what that is.
0: Oh, so then now there's like a kind of a level playing field now that they're all in one location or you're still an aspect of, you know, the doctor doesn't give full information to. The oh, trainer? no,
1: no. Like we all work together. OK. Good. And and like the continuity of that is is really important for us because. You know, in a traditional setting, like the medical doctor might give you particular advice for be like, all right, the, there's some blood work that came back and it's a little bit problematic. You need to eat better and exercise more. And then they might give you some more specific recommendations, but it's it's kind of vague at that level. Yeah,
0: that's what I was going to say. It's kind of vague. They yeah. Just give you like uh, printouts of like, this is what you should be doing.
1: Right. Based on the demographics of the fact that you're a man and you're generally this age. Yeah. It's not very specific. Yeah. And then a nutritionist might give you some other information. Then they might come in and see me, be like, here's what my doctor told me. Here's what my nutritionist (laughs) told me. And I'm going to be like, I have a third opinion for you. Good luck figuring it out, you know? So the fact that we all work together, like we have our internal disagreements because we're all going to have our own biases. And like, there should be, there should be pushback between kind of ideas and like, you don't want a group of people who are just going to be like, oh yeah, we all agree with this. So like we have our internal disagreements, but it's for the client's best interest to make sure we're moving them in the right direction. Good. Um, But yeah, the the continuity of like presenting a unified front of like, here's the best plan that we think is going to get you to your goal.
0: That's awesome. I just really so intrigued that these individuals came together and put away ego. Like you said, you guys were frustrated, but there's still a level of like, You know, I work here in this aspect of the field and you work here in this aspect of the field. But to to let go of those kind of walls and to come together for the benefit of an individual who's seeking the best care. I mean, that's that's really cool and and beautiful to kind of see you guys working together.
1: Yeah. I mean, like it, it should happen more often, like most everyone in like the physical therapy, personal training, nutrition, medical fields like they get into it to help people. Yeah. So it's like if you can work with more practitioners together, like it's better for the client. Like the worst thing you can do is just present conflicting information to a client from like two different practitioners. Yeah. It's like, now they're just more confused. (laughs) Like now they just have two, two routes and like, you're making them pick the road to choose. Like it's, it's not fair and it's not beneficial to the client. Yeah. Um,
0: my next question for you is just kind of like, You know, I know from, I've done a couple of training sessions and, and there are, everything's always different. And so, you know, I don't get to ask this question a lot is what are some of the difficulties as a trainer that people were unaware of or not, not, I guess, don't have clarity on what you do as a business owner and what you do as a, you know, as a trainer overall, like what are some difficulties or challenges that people Mm -hmm. don't see behind closed doors?
1: Um, well, I'm, I'm not a business owner. So while I'm thinking, I'll just no, throw no, that yeah. out there. <laughs> I,
0: yeah. I'm sorry. I, I just, I'm I'm thinking like all of you guys are technically, I mean, if I had to put my finger on it, individual leaders in your own kind of backgrounds, I mean, you before were doing training mm-hmm. on your own time or, you know, as your own training self, mm-hmm. like you're we're a trainer. So that's like, I know you guys are expertise and you guys are all collaborating. I just, I always say business owner just because that's yeah, the, yeah, sure, the sure. podcast. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Um, I I think the hardest thing for a trainer is it's always balancing the the want and the need. Gotcha. So we identify like where a client currently is Mm -hmm. and then they're going to verbalize or you kind of pick up on where they want to go. And then everyone's always going to have like every client's going to have their own perception based on their their own worldviews, their own past experiences of what sort of training will get them there. Okay. Um, so you need to be somewhat in alignment with the client's vision. You can't just be like, no, this is what we're doing. Um, you got to give them a little bit of what they want and also give them enough of what they need because like what they need, you know, will get them there, but they need to be interested. They need to enjoy themselves. Like if client retention is really bad, if a client doesn't like the training sessions, it doesn't matter how effective it is. Right. So clients still have to have fun. So it's, it's the balance of the want and the need.
0: Yeah. And I just, I figured I figured, too, it's like the the fact that you are someone who cares enough to at least ask the client, you know, this is what my expertise is on. But I get the information, the data, and this is where we're going to go because this is what I'm getting feedback on. This is the I ha- I can't give you like I'm no longer giving you kind of this broad spectrum. I'm giving you specificity. Mm-hmm. And this is the need that you this is the need. This is where you need to like to help you. Mm-hmm. So I love, I love how you guys are all using expertise, technology, all of these aspects to kind of, again, help the human body grow and get better.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of it's, a lot of it's coming out of like, uh, I guess like the chronic diseases mm-hmm. kind of, if you look at what most people are dying from, it's like you kind of work backwards from there. Mm-hmm. Cause like if, if you're actually going to work towards longevity, you need to know what, the probable outcome is going to be. Okay. And then you can start working to prevent it.
0: Yeah. I, I'm curious too, um, as for you as an individual, you know, what was that first meeting like to start moto, like doing the work? You know, what was that first like day, like for you? Cause I can, I can imagine like, this is a, a not an everyday situation. You don't get doctors and like all these mm-hmm. different Backgrounds together. What was that experience like the first time?
1: Yeah, so like I realized that we we're in a very unique situation for mm-hmm. sure. Um, the fact that this business has been able to come about, mm-hmm. um, but it started with like a lot of research. Okay, um, we kind of needed to find the the best practices for training protocols. Like, there's a lot of training protocols that get hyped up out there, <laughs> yeah. and they get kind of distorted from what was originally tested in a research environment. what now business entire businesses are built off of
0: um i
1: don't want to i'm not going to rag on any other businesses (laughs) i get it i get it (laughs) um so it was it was finding a lot of good protocols and then it was also researching like all this tech that's out there gotcha um understanding how reliable it is um the repeatability of a lot of it so it was it was kind of vetting all the equipment and the protocols that we were going to be utilizing in the actual business
0: nice i'm very curious to you where were your stances on Kind of having to go and review because now you're kind of giving a a data set of like uh, plus minuses of like what what trainings are beneficial versus another set of training that is beneficial. Like you're kind of giving yourself this kind of rubric of like such and such is A, B, C and D, like that sort of thing. What was that for you? Was there and I'm just kind of asking in the in the sense of like I don't know everything. Was there something that you were excited about or kind of like you got your way about? Like, you know, personally, it's like, oh, yeah, I don't like this. Let's keep that out. Or, yeah, I'm very excited about doing this because this is what I think is best.
1: hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't there wasn't anything that I was like really against mm-hmm. um, just due to. Like certain constraints, like I would love to have like, have you ever seen a VO2 max test? It's people oh, the it, running
0: in the it's mask. Like, yeah. The mask.
1: Yeah. Um, like, I'd love to have one of those because that provides a lot of good information. Yeah.
0: Uh, there's one in Flagstaff that I actually wanted to go try out. There's like a, a place. A, a whole I testing find. facility.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's a few here in town. Um. Or right, like right here in Phoenix, but you know, they're like 10 grand. And from like a client experience, like the, like the average person does not want to one do like a maximal test, like a maximal effort test hooked up to a mask where your nose is clamped <laughs> yeah, and you, all you have to do is breathe through your mouth. Like it's not, I've done plenty of these. It's not like a fun experience. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. So we were like, we we're thinking about building the client experience and we're like, that just doesn't fit at <laughs> yeah. all. Um, But one of the things that I really do like that we're using, it's called a Moxie monitor. What's that? Um, so it's something you put on a muscle, and it tells you how much muscle oxygen is there. So that was the thing that I saw in the video that you were a part of the,
0: the on the Kind of taping something on? Ta- taping something on, yeah.
1: Yeah, so if you think about um, each individual muscle having its own little gas tank, mm-hmm. um, we, we can measure, one, how full the gas tank is when you start. Okay. If 100% is totally full and mm-hmm. zero is empty, um, rarely are people at the 100 and zero mark. Um, so some people... We'll start at about 80%. And okay. then we put them through a maximal effort. Um, let's say on a bike. So we put it on their quad. So then we put them on a bike. So they're using their quad. Yeah. And after 20 seconds, if you're going all out, you should bottom out or bottom out the amount that you can use. But a lot of times that'll be 60, 55% huh. from 80, meaning you're only using 20, 25% of the available oxygen in that muscle. Wow. So like that's not efficient at all, right? Yeah, that's so crazy. Yeah, so depending on where you are, whether you start high and can't desaturate or you just start low, mm-hmm. like you just never really reoxygenate that tissue. Yeah. That tells us a lot of information. Then there's specific training protocols we use to build you in the direction that we need to get you to go.
0: If you're not going back up, is that more is that called for more rest, or is that called for something else?
1: Uh, so we call that a supply issue, okay. your inability to resupply the tissue. Yeah. Um, so that can be due to a few reasons. One of them, it could be respiratory. Hmm. So just quick physiology, like yeah. you inhale, you take in oxygen, yeah. it gets, that oxygen gets loaded onto your blood, the blood carries the oxygen to the muscles, the muscles grab the oxygen and use it. Coming out of the muscles, CO2 goes into the blood, carries it back up to the lungs. You exhale CO2.
0: Got it. Okay.
1: So if you can't exhale CO2 very well, Mm -hmm. like uh, you've poor, like diaphragm's not strong enough or you're just, you're not blowing off enough CO2. Mm -hmm. um, Then you have a lot of CO2 in the blood. So when the new oxygen comes in, there's no, there's nowhere for it to go. The boat's full. with co2 yeah so that could be one of the issues
0: oh okay that's so fascinating like again it's like the data supports the theory and the theory or the supports the content of what you've already learned as a trainer and then you take that understanding and use that critically in your own kind of individual profile. So that's really cool.
1: Yeah, that that's a really handy one to have because we can categorize people as being supply limited, utilization limited or respiratory limited. Um, I don't really need to go into it because like I like we don't even go over that with our clients, (laughs) but it just gives me like this really broad thing. Be like everything needs to be focused towards, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, utilization of oxygen in the muscles that doesn't necessarily train or change like the exercise that they're doing. But maybe how long they're doing it, mm-hmm. maybe I'm going to have them hold their breath on an inhale or yeah. uh, on the down part of the movement. Yeah. So, like, it's just l- these little tweaks and little nuances. So everything still feels kind of like a regular training session, but a lot of stuff's going on in the background. And then we we'll retest them a month later, and all of a sudden, you yeah. know, they're using 60% of their oxygen instead of 20. So it's it, it's, a, it's a way to get a lot more efficient.
0: Yeah. I love that. And it's just like, because that's the kind of biohacking stuff that I've always been fascinated. It's fun with. stuff, yeah, right? It's just really fun stuff. Um, for you, what's been kind of your favorite, you know, story from this, you know, time working with Moto Bio? Cause I imagine there's really crazy stuff that behind the scenes, or if there's anything like fun that you just love telling people about.
1: I mean, the probably the thing that excites me the most is the team mm-hmm. that we have. It's like, if you could have picked, you know, eight or 10 people to work with, it's like, it's a pretty ideal team to work with. Like, nice. like you've, you've seen the bios, like everyone, the you know, PhD MD, mm-hmm. yeah. like, like oh, it's a ton of really smart people. And it's, it's just a really good environment to be in. Cause it's like, Oh, I got to, you know, Mr. Air traffic control background. <laughs> I got to, I got to step on my game. Oh, right?
0: come on, man. You like, honestly, like I, 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 I never got why, Or why people think less about training. I mean, you guys work your butts off just as much. And you guys, you know, have to remember stuff. Like, you guys have so much training backgrounds. It's like, I respect trainers just as much as I would respect, you know, a lot of people. And it's just like, I love the fact that you are so humble about, like, who you are. But it's just like, you're an incredible individual who's been working your butt off and you really have a cool story to tell.
1: Well, thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah. No, I, I, I joke about that, but (laughs) I I love being a trainer. It's, it's really rewarding. It's fun. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like you could study the human body for the rest of your life and still not know everything. Yeah. So that's like, that's like the ultimate draw. It's like, you can always be learning more.
0: What, what do you do? Like, do you play around with any of the, the equipment you know, when you're not training someone, oh, yeah, <laughs> a lot,
1: yeah. So, like, I'm I was gonna a, ask you about that, yeah. Now. So, I'm wearing a CGM on my arm. Um, I've been, you know, with quarantine and everything, I have no order of Peloton like at the right time. It was like oh, three nice. weeks before we got shut down, sweet, yeah. So, I, I've had something to train on in the meantime since yeah. like. The country has been shut down, Um, but I've been doing a lot of cycling, which has been great to kind of play around with the moxie monitor as well. Yeah. Cause it's easier to see if you're doing one thing consistently instead of like, I am going to do squats and then bench press and the shoulder press. And you know, it's like, (laughs) Oh, you're only using your leg for the squat really. So cycling has been really good. Um, not only to kind of understand where I am and, you hmm. know, be the guinea pig for a lot of the protocols sure. that I'm having people go through. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, I know this one works. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, it's been, it's been fun to play around with that. And I've, I've been happy to be the guinea pig yeah. for what a is, lot of what stuff. What
0: is that? What does that do specifically?
1: Uh, so you ever get a, a blood draw for facet blood glucose? No, I've never, you ever get, Oh, it's probably part of like your regular lab test. If you go to get a oh, physical, yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 OK, so you can do that just through like a regular blood draw just because yep. they need a little bit of blood. And yeah. they will just use that for the particular test. Um, but you can also do it through point of care, which is just like a finger prick. Mm-hmm. And then you squeeze out some blood, put it on a little strip sure. into yeah. a little monitor. And it's like eighty nine. Yeah. Um. So have you ever seen those?
0: Yeah, I've seen those. I've actually have a friend of mine who does. Um, he just he's not diabetic. He's not anything. He just loves checking it. And like he's like he's like a, a human Uh. uh biohack guy, kind of guy and he's just like wants to know his glucose all
1: mm-hmm. like yeah so that's that's like the really crude way to do it and like i was doing that for years and then like you start testing yourself on the bike be like oh hard exercise makes my blood glucose go up because my liver spitting out more glucose to give me energy yeah you start seeing stuff like that but yeah it's cumbersome every time you need to to sure. prick your finger yeah and it's like it doesn't feel great so mm-hmm. i have like a lot of empathy for you know diabetics who have to do that Um, but this is a continuous glucose monitor. Oh, okay, cool. So it's got a little sensor. It's got a little pin in there. It's rubber. So it doesn't like hurt putting it on. Yeah. Um, but it gives me like every time I scan it, it gives me a reading of where my blood glucose is at this time. And then I can get a graph of it as well. Is Um, it
0: still a little prick or is it like a needle that goes straight? It's just,
1: it's just in there. Okay. So I just checked. I'm at a hundred. Pretty good.
0: Nice. Very cool.
1: Yeah. So this is like, um, this is what diabetics use. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so that lets them know, like, oh, you're high, you're going low, you need insulin. Nice. Um, and because it's coming from sort of the diabetic uh, hardware world, it's still behind, like, prescription paywall. Mm. So, like, you can't just go out and buy one of these. Yeah. Um, but I kind of think CGMs are going to be, you know, in 5, 10 years, as popular as wearable devices are now. Nice.
0: I'm kind of like that you've brought two things that we you were talking about that I want to get into. One, okay. One part is your own kind of – what you think the world of the technology wearables is going next. And then we'll go into the other. I'll I'll just ask that right now.
1: Yeah. I think, um, I think glucose is going to become a a very popular buzz term Mm -hmm. in the near future. Okay. Um, It's already, it's already kind of getting some traction from certain like low carb diets. Like that's low carb diets are essentially just limiting the amount of glucose you have. Sure. And it's not necessarily a bad idea. Um, I mean, I have, I have my thoughts on those diets, but I, I think CGMs are going to be, like, the future role of, like, wearable devices. Gotcha. Just because, like, the major metabolic diseases, like cancer, mm-hmm. cardiovascular disease, cerebrovascular disease, um, the one thing they all have in common is an inability to metabolize energy sources the right way. Okay. Or as you would ideally want to. Got it. Uh, an easy way to track that is through glucose.
0: Okay. Nice. Yeah. And that's so, like... That is also like the one thing that I'm like always, I've always wanted to ask different trainers of like, where do you think the future of technology is going? Because it is part of their, you know, part of their like, again, whoop and all these other trackers and things like that that are coming into the main market and popular right now. But it's like, I want to know the next step. Like, I want to get into like, mm. when, when, like, when they started coming out with trackers and like they started out with like the Nike shoes with the Nike tracker and you can, yep. you know, run and stuff like that. I was so fascinated by that because I was running a lot at the time. And just like now I got into, you know, wearing the watch watches and and so on and so forth. And now I'm just like, again, I've seen a couple of those before and it's for diabetics and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I was just was so fascinated. It's like I love the level of human life. And then technology life coming together, and that kind of fascinates me.
1: Yeah, I don't think I have any good insights for you other than uh, CGMs. I think CGMs will be big in okay. the future. I I feel like the the companies that are making these, they're they have to see the trend shifting towards consumers. Yeah, um, like non-diabetic consumers, and it would be crazy if they keep it behind the prescription paywall. Uh, um,
0: that's so yeah. I'm I'm very excited and because like, it's
1: like, do you ever eat something and be like? Oh, you kind of think be like, oh, this is like this has a lot of carbs. It's probably going to spike my blood glucose like it's it's way more powerful to be able to see it. Yeah. And then you can start manipulating things around that. Be like, well, I ate the same exact thing yesterday, but now I'm going to go for a 20 minute walk afterwards.
0: What's the difference? Yeah. Yeah. Because exactly. You can see it.
1: Yeah. And then you can start giving people like, you know, pretty easy tips to be like, you don't have to change what you eat all that much. It's like you need to do a little activity right beforehand and like 30 to 60 minutes afterwards and that's going to severely reduce the amount of glucose that's in your blood
0: nice i see and that's the that's the fascinating part that like i i i just think that like when technology comes in it starts to in our in our minds you know you get the data and it's like it's like a game now how can i change the number how can Mm -hmm. i how can i manipulate the number where are the where are the pinpoints like i can You know, mess around with. And I think that's what people love about wearables and love about, you know, you know, those biohacks and things like that. So my next question is, what was the effect like for you guys when COVID-19 started happening? What were some of the pivots that you guys had to kind of undertake?
1: um it wasn't too drastic for us uh just because we were still like in the really early stages Mm -hmm. so it was still sort of refining the model that first time around and really dialing in what exactly our product offering was going to be okay um i mean like we've been extremely lucky in our position like nothing's really changed as far as like like we were never concerned about our job security so like i can't complain about it at all um yeah.
0: I'm just I was just curious because everyone has their own kind of pivots and turns and.
1: Yeah, I mean, like uh, the big thing was like we offer COVID testing now for, oh, for our okay. clients.
0: That's pretty cool. Um, I love that.
1: Yeah, but like, a, like we were already offering like only one person trains and like we call it the bubble, which is our gym. Yeah, yeah, it's only one person there at a time anyway. So gotcha. like that didn't change. Okay, um, yeah. but. Yeah. You, you probably see like a lot of other gyms at this point considering <laughs> that as more of an option now. Yeah. Um, but that was, yeah, we already had that from the beginning. So it was do like,
0: you wipe it down afterwards?
1: Like, yeah. You personally? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I'm the one. I'm the cleaner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was just curious because it's like someone has to do it. I, uh-huh. mean, I imagine it's like one at a time and then you just wipe it down. It's like, I mean, it's just, I'm
1: curious. Yeah. We have that. to like, we can't stack up training sessions on the hour <laughs> like we used to. But but yeah. now it's like, you know, training session, 20 minute block, training so session, 30, 20 minute, minute block. Yeah. yeah you gotta be able to clean so i got it it's it's just part of the new reality but like if that's if that's the biggest thing we've had to change like we've been lucky
0: yeah seriously i mean you know that that is uh a saving grace for you guys so i I encourage like i just really uh i'm really happy that you guys are something that exists out in the world because it's something that i'm very intrigued about and i want to go i actually would like to like talk to your to the big head honcho guy and like get in there and maybe even work out with you one time or yeah do for sure a session of some sort um so we're reaching the end here so i kick it off to you to kind of let everyone know where they can find you online um any social media that you want to promote and then also events that are with the business anything and everything it's for your time to let everyone know where they can find you.
1: All right. Well, I feel like this whole thing's kind of been like a business pitch. So um, <laughs> no man. Uh, yeah. No,
0: it's really cool. Like I feel like, A, you're a East Coast boy, come here <laughs> yeah. and you 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 know, you had a little bit of turbulence, you know, the the school didn't go the way you went, but you're here now. You're, you know, succeeding. You're doing wonderful work. And at the end of the day, yeah, it's cool to have a little pitch, but it's like I rather get to know the man behind, you know, the the name. And mm-hmm. So it's like, thank you again for coming in. I really appreciate it, Barbara. Yeah, for
1: sure. You're a great host. This has uh, has been fun. Thank um, you. <laughs> our uh, our website is motobio.com, m o d o b i o.com. Uh, on Instagram we're moto period bio. And I think those are our two big outlets right now. Okay. Um, we don't have any events coming up, but we will in the future. Um,
0: anything you particularly going to be in? Like anything that you're excited for cuz I know uh europa comes to phoenix every you i don't know how to say it but it's like the the big um uh the big thing where convention where they go to the convention center and it's all the the strength and training and all of that the convention going on over there i don't uh, know.
1: I, would, I would i wish you could see my face i was like <laughs> i was like if you can see my face clearly i don't know about <laughs> it
0: <don't know. laughs> it's okay it's okay i was just like i'm curious because um you know you guys are such a specific specific and non-specific like specific and broad at the same time because you have the the overall training but it's like you guys also have the bio and the tech and everything yeah it's
1: kind of like uh like what is your goal we can get you there yeah um which is like very broad but then we're also like yeah that's like it's a very specific sliver of people that we're gonna work with
0: yeah Well, I thank you again for coming in. So I'm going to take over. Ladies and gentlemen, you can hear every episode of Finding Arizona Podcast at www.findingarizonapodcast.com. We make it easy for you guys to connect with us. So all of our social media is under Finding Arizona Podcast. Last but not least, if you want to become a super fan and want to check out some of our bonus content, like our extra bonus podcast called Fine Examination, 50 questions where we fill up with our guests of the week. So Parker's going to take the challenge next. He's going to answer 50 questions rapid fire, and it's going to be fun. I promise you, everyone right. loves it. Uh, and we encourage you guys to go over to patreon.com slash Arizona podcast. And there you can sign up for a tier and hear Parker's beautiful answers to fine examination. And with that, we say good. Good night to all of you listening. Say good night to Parker and Motobio. And last but not least, Parker here is going to say good night to all of you. Go ahead, Parker.
1: Thank you all for having me and have a good evening.
0: Awesome.